Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network, leading to the January 6th insurrection. Donald Trump was accusing his own top White House lawyers of being coup plotters and engaging in a coup against him. That is the deranged, dangerous madness that was taking place in the White House leading up to the January 6th insurrection. We are now learning about this from the release of deposition testimony from the January 6th committee in connection with their release of their full 845-page report last week. And specifically, may I direct your attention to the deposition of Pat Cipollone, the former top White House lawyer during the Trump administration. His number two deputy was Patrick Feldman. The other senior White House lawyer is Eric Hirschman. And we see in Pat Cipollone's deposition, as well as Patrick Feldman's deposition, references to the fact that Donald Trump was accusing all of his lawyers in engaging in a coup against him. Now, we've heard from Cipollone and Philbin and Hirschman, and we've also heard from former Vice President Pence's top lawyer, Greg Jacob, and former Vice President Pence's chief of staff, uh, Mark Short, former chief of staff, in the January 6th committee hearings. However, what you'll see when I read from Pat Cipollone's deposition testimony, as is the case with those other individuals, with respect to the January 6th committee, Donald Trump had been asserting executive privilege, and based on the timing of the January 6th committee's mandate, the January 6th committee was not able to defeat the assertion of executive privilege. So when asking very specific questions about what Trump specifically said, which you'll see is Cipollone saying, well, I can't necessarily answer that question. However, do you know who has the answers now? Special counsel Jack Smith, because Judge Beryl Howell, the federal judge in Washington, D.C., who oversees the criminal grand jury proceedings currently investigating Donald Trump for numerous crimes, has ruled that Donald Trump's assertion of executive privilege is without merit in the secret grand jury proceedings. So, Pat Cipollone, Patrick Philbin, Mark Short, Greg Jacob testified twice before the grand jury, once where they asserted the executive privilege, the other one where they actually testified regarding all of the things that they heard Trump specifically say and that Trump said to them. So the DOJ has the information to fill in the gaps here. But let's turn to Pat Cipollone's deposition where he's talking about this January third meeting. So three days before the insurrection, remember around this time, you have a Congress member from Pennsylvania, Scott Perry, who's trying to get Jeff Clark, this low level Department of Justice uh, official who's believing and spreading all of these conspiracies to basically take over the Department of Justice. This Jeff Clark had never even led 
never been a part of a criminal investigation before, never tried a case before. And the plan was to appoint him as the head of the Department of Justice so that the Department of Justice could issue this letter to states to overturn their results of the election and to declare Trump as the winner, despite the fact that the states had and the electoral votes had went to uh, President Biden. And so this is what's taking place at this meeting. And then you have people like Jeff Rosen, who was the acting attorney general after Bill Barr resigned, and Rich Donahoe, Donahue, who was the um, number two deputy at the Department of Justice, and all of the attorney, all of the U.S. attorneys all saying that they would resign if you appointed this Jeff Clark to overtake the entire Department of Justice. So this is the setting where Donald Trump is now screaming at Pat Cipollone and Philbin and others and accusing them of engaging in a coup against Trump for not letting the Department of Justice to be overtaken by this Jeff Clark so that a letter could go out to the states to overturn the results of a free and free and fair democratic election. Um, so here's the question that's being asked by the January 6th committee. My question is, what were those reasons to the extent you could tell during the meeting? It was the resignations, what's it, the merits, the lack of merit of the steps that Mr. Clark proposed taking. Yeah, they're talking about Jeff Clark there. The answer by Cipollone. I didn't have an extensive discussion. I know without getting into privilege based on conversations and a conversations that took place after the meeting, he understood it would not have been a good decision for him. They're referring to Trump there. Question. All right. After the meeting, in our informal discussions with Mr. Philbin, the other lawyer, he told us that the president said something along the lines of, you have to understand there is a coup going on and you are complicit in it. Talking to both you and Mr. Philbin, do you recall the president talking about a coup going on? This is an answer from Pat Cipollone. Answer. He said that. My recollection is he said that toward the end of the meeting. I think he was, I think he was expressing the fact that I said that he believed that there was fraud in the election that, you know, and he viewed that, I guess, as you know, he used the word coup and he pointed at us and said, and you are complicit and you are complicit. And he said the same to Eric, referring to Eric Hirschman. I don't know if he really, you know, I mean, meant that, but that is what he said question. And he said that you were complicit in this coup or that you had somehow facilitated the election being stolen answer. No, no. I think, I think what he meant was, you know, I think he understood what I felt about the claims of election fraud in that meeting. I think he, and we just disagreed about that, but you know, question I see. Um, then it goes, Miss Cheney, I see you're on. Go ahead. And then Liz Cheney uh, is now asking questions here. And then Liz Cheney is also asking about the things that Bill Barr was saying and saying um, the attorney general, Bill Barr, and then the acting attorney general, Jeff Rosen, and the previous attorney general and his own and Trump's own campaign lawyers had all told him that there was no basis for any of the allegations that there was sufficient fraud to change the outcome of the election. And I think you said 
you agreed with that? And then Cipollone responds, I did agree with that. Yes. When Bill Barr told him that, I agreed with that. And Cheney goes, and this meeting happened after that. And Cipollone says, yes. And then Cheney goes, and so again, I ask you, did the president cite any genuine evidence in this meeting of fraud sufficient to steal the election from him? And then he goes on to basically say it was just Trump ranting and raving. And then if you go up further in the deposition, which uh, you can read on your own, in the first 25 pages, they reiterate that Bill Barr called all of uh, Trump's uh, other lawyers, not the Cipollone, Philbin, Hirschman team, but like the Sidney Powells and the Giuliani's and the Jeff Clark's and the John Eastman's called them a clown show and called them all like the clown car um, lawyers. You know, there's a few observations that I want to make here, though. I mean, you have in this situation uh, where a former president of the United States is calling his top lawyers at the time, essentially traitors, saying that they were engaged in a coup and they are complicit in a coup against him. And then you have his lawyers, though, like Cipollone, even in his responses, like just kind of babying Trump, you know, and, and this is a broader point that I want to make it They're like, well, you know, yeah, he accused me of being involved in the coup against him. But, you know, what I think he really meant was that I didn't believe that there was fraud that he was saying. So he just accused me of engaging in a coup. You know, to some extent, I do want to say that Cipollone and Hirschman and Philbin and, you know, and, and others, I mean, yes, they testified truthfully. They followed their legal obligations. They testified truthfully before the January 6th committee. They didn't obstruct. They followed their legal and ethical duties to testify under penalty of perjury here as they did. But when you see their actions and you see like in general, the people who enabled him, you know, who, who were... And I know that they were telling Trump that there wasn't fraud, but it's like here you have a situation where Trump is saying that you're involved in a coup. He's spreading this incredible vitriol and accusing you of the most horrendous thing. And like your response to that is, yeah, you know, accuse me of a coup. You know, I mean, that is such an unprecedented thing in our history. It is such a shocking thing in our history. And the fact that it could just be so glossed over as just a thing. He accused me of a coup. I, we know we need to focus on that. What we can never lose sight on for the sake of the health of our democracy is how unhealthy that is. You know, one of the things that I just never understood in general, you know, is one, I mean, Trump's a, not just he's a traitor, he's a loser. Everything he does, he's just a loser in life. His entire life, it's just bluster and bravado, but at his core, he is a little petulant child, no offense to little petulant children, and he's a loser in every aspect. Whatever he touches goes bankrupt, but because he's mean, because he rants and, and, and acts like a crazy person, that somehow he has this constituency of these Republicans who just go along with what he says because they're worried about him being mean to them. They're worried about a mean tweet during the, oh, I don't want him to tweet a mean thing about me. Why would he tweet a mean thing? That's gonna, that's gonna be horrible if he, if he tweets mean things. It's like, if you can just be, have a modicum 
of dignity, because you clearly don't have a modicum of courage. But if you could have a modicum of just dignity for a second and just stand up for yourself and say, what the hell are you doing? Don't you dare call me a coup plotter. Are you out of your mind? How dare you? You know, And speak out in real time, not because the January 6th committee did a heroic and incredible job, but for the January 6th committee doing this, people like Cipollone and Feldman and Hirschman, they would never have told their story. Maybe 20 years from now, they'd write a book or something, or 10 years, they'd write a book about it. But they wanted to cover all this stuff up. Thank, thank God for the work of the January 6th committee unearthing all of this stuff. But when I read the transcript like that, I just think and reflect, like how cowardly are these Republican people? And setting aside, just setting aside for a moment the politics of it all, when you break it down, it's like, how, how can you expect American people to follow anything that you say when this is how you act when you're confronted with the rantings and ravings of a lunatic loser traitor? like Donald Trump. It's utterly pathetic, utterly pathetic. Anyway, I wanted to share that deposition. I'm going to continue sharing these little gems that I find um, in these deposition transcripts, but wanted to share that one with you. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit the subscribe button. We're on our way to 1 million subscribers. Thanks to your support. Check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch for the best pro-democracy content. You get the exclusive content at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, but most importantly, help us grow this independent media platform. Until next time, I'm Ben Micellis.